Buckle bunnies, the cowboys called them. Groupies who swooned over the riders. Women who got their kicks out of having a fling with a real live cowboy. Dallas figured she was probably just another one of them. Whoever she was, even the western clothes couldn't hide an air of class or disguise her sophisticated eastern voice. He wondered where the hell she had come from. We better get going. Stormy started off toward the arena, leather chaps flicking against his boots. Like the lady said, the show's getting ready to start. Stormy was a calf roper, six feet tall and sandy-haired, a lean, lanky cowboy with an easy grin and an unflappable disposition. Dallas fell in beside him. I drew Cyclone. I need to start limbering up. Man, you got that right. That horse is as tough as they come. Like Dallas, Stormy was a Texas cowboy. They'd been friends for years and hauled together as often as they could. Cyclone's a two-time finals horse. He's one hell of a bucker, but if I stay aboard, I'll have a good chance at finishing in the money. You'll stay aboard, Stormy said. You always do. Not always, but enough times that Dallas Kingman was the current reigning world champion all-around cowboy on the professional rodeo circuit. He was a saddle bronc rider, but he also competed in the calf roping whenever he could. As they walked toward the arena, Dallas began to think of the ride ahead, to mentally prepare himself and envision a successful outcome. He walked behind the chutes to make a final check of his gear and caught sight of the blonde. She was taller than he had first thought, maybe 5'8 or 5'9, with legs that seemed to go on forever. She was wearing a new pair of jeans and fancy red cowboy boots, a true buckle bunny if ever he had seen one. Since another groupie was the last thing he needed, Dallas began to check his gear, carefully going over the straps and stirrups on his bronc saddle. Once he was satisfied, he started his stretching exercises, limbering up his legs, loosening the muscles in his arms and shoulders, getting ready for the tough ride ahead. Excuse me. Patience approached a cowboy in dusty jeans and worn-out, mud-covered boots. I'm looking for Sherry Wills. Can you tell me where I might find her? The cowboy pointed toward a petite blonde woman brushing a shiny sorrel quarter horse. Sherry's that little redhead standing over there. She was an attractive woman in her late twenties with a compact body and nicely feminine curves. Thanks. Patience gave him a grateful smile, turned, and started walking. Sherry Wills? Patience asked. Her horse was impressive, lean yet solid, with excellent conformation and a bold white star in the middle of his forehead. The brush paused mid-stroke, and the woman's head came up. That's me. I'm Patient Sinclair. It's really great to meet you. I've been looking forward to this for months. Sherry wore dark green riding pants, a matching sequined shirt, and a green felt hat, the flashy clothes of a barrel racer. Same here. She stuck out a small calloused hand, and Patient shook it. You're taller in person. Short as I am, we're going to look a little like Mutt and Jeff, but I'm happy for the company. Patience returned the smile. I can't tell you how grateful I am you agreed to let me join you for the summer. Sherry shrugged. Patience had found her with the help of the PRCA, Pro Rodeo Cowboys Association, over the Internet. Sherry was a barrel racer, 
a modern-day cowgirl who would be an important part of the dissertation Patience was writing on Women of the West for her doctorate degree. Show will be starting soon, Sherry said. Let me introduce you to Charlie before he gets tied up. Charlie Carson was the owner of the Circle C Rodeo Company, a business that produced rodeos all over the southwestern part of the country. Like Sherry, he had agreed to help Patience with her research, allowing her behind the scenes whenever she attended a Circle C show. While Sherry had done it in order to split expenses and defray costs for the summer, Charlie had said that if Patience was going to do a paper on the sport, he was going to make darn sure she got it right. Falling in behind Sherry, she followed the smaller woman toward the announcer stand behind the chutes. The place hummed with activity as the start of the performance grew near. Sherry nimbly wove her way through half a dozen cowboys in worn chaps, battered hats, and dusty boots, a couple of rodeo clowns in baggy jeans.